Jim. The soil he did crawl. Earthworm Jim. A super suit did fall. Jim was just a dirt eating, chewy length of worm flesh, but all that came to a crashing end. Earthworm Jim. He's such a groovy guy. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon companion, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at the animated series, Earthworm Jim. Um, I fucking loved this as a teenager. I don't know about you, Mark. I absolutely yeah. adored this show growing up. Um, uh, it, it's been an interesting one to rewatch, but I think part of the reason I adored it so much growing up as well was massive video game nerd, but obviously, so it was always good to see these characters yeah. in kind of another yeah, form. Um, and I think Jim especially transferred quite well into animation. Yeah, because it was a, it was a Sega property, wasn't that the uh, the game? No, no, it was independent. Earthworm Jim. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It was. Um, oh, what studio was it? I mean, I say it was independent. You know, it's not like an indie title like we would know them today. What I mean is, it wasn't a it's Sega or a Nintendo Jam. Um, yeah. It was. Um, oh, I think Virgin were involved in the second one. I can't think of the studio was. No, no. I, can't, I only ever saw it on a Mega. A friend of mine had it on a Mega Drive, so I only saw it on there. And I think I just assumed it was because at, at that point you didn't tend to get that many cross-platform. Yeah, um, no, it was. Games. It was on both. I had it on the Super Nintendo, and I, oh, okay. I also, I still have my my SNES. It is my favorite console of all time. I will never ever get rid of it. It is a horrible beige color now with, with plastic ages and starts to fade, and so <laughs> it looks disgusting. Um, but I had, uh, this, this is way off on a tangent already, um, w- when I had my SNES that Christmas, uh, I, I got the SNES specifically because I wanted Street Fighter 2. So I also got an arcade stick bought for me as a Christmas present. So instead of having two joypads, I had the one joypad that came with the SNES and an arcade stick. And then my joypad, when Earthworm Jim came out, I think it must have been official Nintendo magazine, or it would have been Nintendo magazine system back in those days, oh, yeah. listeners, uh, when Meme Machine split and they became Meme Machine Sega and Nintendo magazine system. Um, I think it was them anyway. They gave away, and these were quite big at the time, they did them for Mega Drive as well, like these stickers that you could put over your control pad and yeah, it told yeah. you what each button did and stuff. And I had an Earthworm Jim, one of those. And so I stuck that on the control pad and it is the stickiest fucking thing. Do you think I can get that off? And because I've tried, like now, all of the kind of the actual paper side of it has started to kind of wail and sort of bump up and stuff. So it looks fucking yeah. terrible and it makes my it makes my snares look awful now. I wish I'd never stuck it on. But every time I turn my snares on, I'm confronted with an Earthworm Jim control pad. Um, nice. But I've still got it. I've still got my Earthworm Jim cart. Um, never bought the second one. I think I remember playing the early levels of the second one, but certainly the first one. Absolutely adored the game. Um, I was never very good at it. It was quite hard, Earthworm Jim. Um, I could get up to about level three or four, if I remember rightly. I certainly got past the the second level, I know that. But anyway, it was, as a as a game, first and foremost, where it started then, it was kind of a revelation at the time because the, the animation in Earthworm Jim was absolutely phenomenal. Like, it was the first yeah. time, and you, you know, you make statements like this now and you know, modern gamers who maybe weren't around in that era will 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 think I'm talking absolute horseshit. But back in that day, you'd look at it and go, "Oh my god, this looks like a cartoon!" Like, yeah, this, these graphics. I remember are so being good. the same with um, 
when they released the first um, Worms yeah. on um, on PC and on um, PS1. And that was the same. You look at it thinking, fuck me, that's amazing. You look at it now and it's available on um, PlayStation, whatever the fuck it's called. And you look at it now and obviously it's been... It, it hasn't been uprevved at all, so it's still the original game, and you're now doing it on a 4K TV and all the rest, and it looks like dog shit. But at the time, you're thinking, "Fuck me, they move really well." It's not just no, it's not pixels; it's actual fucking characters and stuff. It was done. Yeah, it's it's that that it was that same thing. Obviously, Earthworm Jim was probably what five six years before that. I don't know. I don't know when Worms came out, um, but yeah, ninety seven. I th- I think Earthworm Jim would have been before because I remember playing Worms a lot while I was in college. Um, and I was certainly yeah. well, I mean, well. I mean, the show was '95, so I mean, the the, um, the the game must have been before that. I, it would have been, yeah. Earthworm Jim was definitely early '90s. I was a, you know, for it to have been in the Super Nintendo era for me, I was like 12 to 13, and then the show came out like quite a while um, later, certainly mm. over here anyway. And we yeah. talked about this briefly when we talked about Sonic the Hedgehog. This was on Channel Four which for us in Wales meant it was on S4C, which meant it was on at stupid o'clock on Sunday morning. And then it got shifted to Sunday lunchtime. Um, And so just like Sonic, in fact, they dropped it in the slot that Sonic was in. Um, You'd have to kind of, it was event TV, this, because it was like, you've got to set aside like half hour of Sunday lunchtime in order to watch Earthworm Jim if you want to watch it. Um, and and I, it was always like I would make a point of watching this because I, I fucking loved it. I think the fact that I liked the character because I liked the game and I liked anything video games at this point, like I was a video yeah. game nerd as a kid. So I think that got me in. But then also the like the look of it and the animation is very, very good. The voice talent is incredible in this. And just yeah. the, the humour, which maybe hasn't aged quite so well as those two things, but no. at the time, the humour appealed to me massively as well because it is very silly, very juvenile. Oh, yeah. Um, it knows exactly which stall it's pitching it at. It, it really does. And it's pitching itself squarely at teenage boys. Um, yeah. and, it, and it does that very, very well, I think. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's, you know... Spoiler before we get into it, not the Barry Lee. That's my biggest problem with the show, rewatching it now. Um, I did still enjoy rewatching this immensely, I'll be honest. Um, mm. I wish I could have watched more of it. It's been, um, this, this was actually, we should have done this episode about a month ago now, but it had to be shifted a few times for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but even w- bearing that in mind, I've not had a, as much time to watch this as I would like. Um, but I have I have watched a good six or seven of them, and I've immensely enjoyed immensely enjoyed every one. Yeah. It's just no, I watched um, I watched the first six from mm-hmm. season one, and I picked a smatter from season two. There's only twenty episodes or twenty three episodes. Like yeah, it was a very short run. Um, I think the first season was thirteen, and the second season was ten. Now, what I did find the two or three I picked up from season two is they took a lot of the. Um, a lot of the incidental stuff out. So you, you you didn't have a cold open anymore. Your open was linked to the episode. Um, your pre your pre credits open was linked to the episode, and then you didn't have the sort of the the segue in the middle, whether it was a side story or mm-hmm. they did some that sort of um, seemed a bit like PSAs and stuff like that. So they did away with all of that, and I think that that effect that really did affect the watching of it. I thought they did detracted quite a lot from it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting because I watched some season one episodes first, and initially. I, I love those little interstitials, right? Those little PSA bits in the middle. And especially like yes. if, if you get an evil the cat bit, 
I'm just, I'm all about yeah. it. Evil the Cat is far and away the best thing about this entire show. He's incredible. I'm probably biased because I'm pretty sure I own Evil the Cat, um, like my actual cat. So yeah. pretty biased uh, where that's concerned. But <laughs> I really liked those sections, but they did annoy me in that they were breaking the main story up. Hmm. But then, yeah, when I watched the season two stuff and they weren't there, that's when you realize that actually there's not enough in the main story anyway to carry yeah. it all the way through. They are very... I mean, we've got to remember as well, it's that that would have been not so much here because they didn't... I think Channel 4 did, I think Channel 4 did ad breaks before and after because they were only 20 minutes anyway. Mm. In America, that would have been where the ad break came yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. So actually, it was a it was a natural cutting point anyway. Mm. Um, so it wouldn't have interrupted the flow of the episode because the episode was being interrupted anyway. But yeah, I, I found that they were... Very, they were very sorely missed. I think you need those. I think the the cold open as well, where you had no the end of some nefarious scheme being foiled. Um, I think my favourite one was um, with Bob Evil Goldfish when they they flushed him down the toilet. I think it's like episode four or five, something like that. And it was just completely random and completely forgotten about for the rest of the episode because that episode was about an evil was a hypnotic sofa, for example. Yeah, and it was just like that. It didn't add anything to the episode, but it was fun, and it just kind of got you back in the mood for it. Because I watched probably about half a dozen um, when we were going to do this episode first, and then I can't remember why we didn't do it. I think it might be when I was ill. Um, and then coming back into it, I was like, "All oh, right, yeah, okay." It's something that's complete. It doesn't matter what it is. It could have been any. No, they're all interchangeable. But it was just stupid enough. I went, you know what? That's fine. And then I went into fucking hypnotic sofa, which was even fucking better. And I think it done. Not having that and trying to sp- trying to spin it the way you would your more conventional TV shows at that point, where they say, right, you have you have your your, your opener, you have your pre credits, then you have your credits, and then you're into the story, but following on from where you are. I don't think this lent itself to that particularly well because, there's, there's, as you said, there's not enough in it to do that. There's not, and and the one thing it does have is a fairly large and eclectic cast of characters, yes. um, because you got all the video game bosses and stuff in it as well as Jim and all of that, yeah. and and actually this does go um, to quite some lengths to flesh out that world, and so. Yeah. You know, by throwing those little interstitials in and by having the cold opens, you do give those all of those characters a chance to kind of have their moment in the sun. And it does make yeah. this world feel actually quite a lot larger when this is it does. when this is otherwise essentially a serialized action comedy show. You know, there's no real ongoing narrative here. No. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's a collection of stories, isn't it? Basically, um, so yeah, that's it. you know, it, it it does it does work. It just if initially it I kind of I bumped up against it a little bit, but then when I saw the alternative, I was definitely oh no, yeah. I I want those back in. This is definitely adding something to the show. And you mentioned you know obviously we we only get the one ad break because we watch it on Channel Four, but had this been picked up by say ITV or BBC. This would most likely have been a Saturday morning cartoon, so it would have been thrust into the middle of, you know, Live and Kick In or you know, um, SMTV or whatever, and it would have yeah. been chopped up in this manner anyway, because we'd have got the first yeah. part, then we've got the interstitial, and then we would have got the last part, and they'd have, they'd have broken it up throughout the yeah. show to keep you watching. We've talked about that as a tactic many, many times on this show, um, yeah. so it does lend itself to the the Saturday morning cartoon format by having yeah. that interstitial. Um, so, so yeah, you, you're right. It is better for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think watching the other ones by the time I'm kind of 10 minutes in, because it's, it's just a gag a minute, isn't it? It's a little oh, it's bit frenetic. It's just constant. It's all over the shop. And, and I actually found it quite exhausting to watch. I was <laughs> yes. just like, well, can we please just get back around to the story somewhere? And, 
And occasionally those leaps of faith that they're taking with the gags, you know, are so stupid and so out yeah. there that I, you know, now as a 40 something year old man, I'm looking at them going, no, that doesn't work. Probably as a 14 year old kid, I would have thought it was fucking hilarious. And and that's the thing. And that's what I remember. That's what I'm saying about pitching to the right stall is that it's very squarely aimed at that early adolescent, um, if not prepubescent boy mm-hmm. who is just there for the dick and fart jokes. Totally. It, it totally is. It's, um, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this because it seems like, like in a way you don't know if this is possible, but it's a, it's a less sophisticated Ren and Stimpy level of humour, isn't it? Oh, completely. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's got that almost surrealist level of humour just to, because they'll yeah. take an extreme leap just to get a fart joke in. Um, yeah. you know and, and yeah and, and some gross out humour and things but they will go to extreme lengths to get that whereas it always felt more natural in Ren and Stimpy because the show was yeah. I think probably less chaotic than this to begin with and again that seems like a bonkers statement that's, to say yeah, that's, that's a, less chaotic that's a big statement yeah but, this- but I know what you mean though. I, I agree with you um and yeah, there were some absolute howlers of you know, when you talk about the leaps of faith as well. And think some of the things they lampooned, like the um, we talked about this when we did. Um, we were talking. We've talked about the various iterations of Batman on this show um, over the years. And one of the ones I watched, I think it was the one with the um, hypnotic sofa, mm. um, where the the the, the, um, the cold open was with um, the evil goldfish, and so he he basically traps Jim in a in a bubble and then fills it with water. So you no. Know, in true Batman style, Jim's prepared for that. He's got a, a breathing hood, mm-hmm. and then it's again. You think, all oh, right, okay, well that's stupid because why the fuck would his suit all of a sudden have a breathing hood? But then actually, a shark comes out of two behind him, and you think, all oh, right, okay, so that no, that's it. And then the, the, you're going to see what he's got to you know, to repel the shark as he, he's got his shark around, and you don't see anything. And the next the next scene you've got, he steps out of this bubble wearing a shark skin suit, <laughs> and it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah, but. If I'd seen that as a 12, 13 year old boy, I'd have thought it was fucking hilarious. Watching it now, I'm thinking, oh, I see what you did there. That, that works quite well. And I'm not I'm not pissing myself at it, which I would have been then. No. But I can still see that going, yeah, that's pretty funny. And that's the thing. I don't think it ever I don't think it ever really hit for me. I I, I didn't barely laugh at any point during this. But at the same time, it didn't it didn't actually miss that often either. You know, we yeah. t- we talked about especially when we were looking at um, you know some of the milder shows of this. Well, slightly earlier than this era actually, but but again, you can compare this kind of frenetic gag a minute humor to you know what you can look at the kind of Warner stuff that was being yeah. put out here. You can look at your Animaniacs. You can look at your Tiny Tunes, where it's just like yeah. if you didn't find that gag funny, there's another one coming right down the pipe in about two yeah, seconds. It's, it's so like a bus. There's another one coming. Yeah, out. yeah. So don't worry about it. You know. Um, but with those, you know, they they were shows of of very high highs, but equally low lows with those gags because yeah. you know they they swung for the fences and they didn't always hit. Whereas this, I think, actually did comfortably just tick along in the middle. There, it's, it's yeah. It's, I was gonna say they it didn't go for the the really big gags. No, but it as but as I said, it didn't miss that often either. So it was just it was fairly constant. You'd have a laugh and say as. I mean, I, I just sort of look at number two watching stuff now, and he will he will be cracking up over the fact that um, somebody's left a pack of biscuits on the table because he's nine mm. and an idiot. Um, but no, that no, I sort of see some of his friends, and they're exactly the same. I'm thinking, yeah, if if that, if I was that age, I'd, I'd find this fucking hilarious. It's only now because we're in our forties. I'm thinking, you know what? Yes, it's funny. Yes, I've had a bit of a chuckle at that, but I'm not I'm not belly laughing. I'm not out of control laughing as I have been with some of the other stuff we watched. 
but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because, as you said, you're not getting the the troughs that go with it. Yeah, definitely. It it, it ticks a lot of levels. So it, it it's kind of I don't want to say functional. I feel like that's harsh on it, but it's um, yeah. It, yeah. I think that's 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 probably a little bit. Yeah, but but as a comedy show, it's it's again, I I can't think of an adequate word to describe. Adequate, I guess, is what adequate, yeah. Yeah, adequate is the word, right? It it it's adequate. It um, it raised the odd smile, but but at no point did I did I split a seam. Um, as a yeah. as an action show, I think it works way better than a comedy show, actually. Which yeah. which bizarrely, I in my head before I watched it, I remember it being completely the other way around. Um, but but as a kind of pastiche of those. Like especially like mid to late eighties action cartoons, it does yes. pretty well. Um, yeah, it does. It's got the large cast of villains. You know, you got Jim and his super suit and his sidekick. Like they they fly in through space all the time. It ticks all the boxes. It's got a fucking yeah. ace theme song, which helps. Yes. You know, and, and then you've got and just to just to really sort of hammer it home, you've got your rose gallery, but some of them are completely fucking stupid. Oh, I mean, I mean, Professor Monkey for a head. Is, yeah. Which why was it never monkey with a professor for a head? Well, occasionally it is, isn't it? They just swap over. Yeah, uh, yeah but, it, but even then, it's still never referred to in that way, is it? But yeah, it's it's you no. Know, you, you get the really bizarre ones. Like you get them. You get evil the cat. You get you get the yeah, the killer goldfish. And say, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. I love it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It is stupid, <coughs> but I th- I think what's what's endearing to me about that as well is so much of that is just lifted directly from the game. So, yeah. to act- I think it's only I think was it um, Evil Jim they added didn't they I think Evil Jim was was original to the show and then they added it to they added to it from Jim two didn't the they second. yeah yeah uh, but yeah things like Bob the Goldfish for instance I remember being an absolute twat in the in the game like there, there was yeah. this whole thing about Bob the Goldfish you know um, and it, to just have to take these characters then and apply like I say the the, the amount of thought they put into this world and these characters that, you know, yeah. they're, they're just video game characters. You know, and when you look, fuck, we've got a whole podcast based on the fact that somebody fucked this up with Mario. You know, yeah. like, and, and we've looked at the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on, on here as well. Like, you can very easily fuck this up. Um, yeah. And even when you don't fuck it up and you get something like Captain N, they take these massive leaps of faith with the characters and they don't feel authentic. Whereas all of these... Yeah feel like the characters from the game they've just yeah. they've and built this world around them that's the biggest thing and i think that that's where pretty much every property you just mentioned has gone wrong mm. it's because they're trying to make they're trying to fit the characters into a situation yeah not fit the situation what the characters have already got and um with the um the, the new Sonic um, films um, over the last couple of years, they've kind of, they felt a bit. Don't get me wrong, he's, he's still a bit too much of a smart ass, and he's still Sonic, and I want to punt him into the fucking long grass. But at least the, when when you do get the characters, the characters of Sonic, characters of Tails, um, and when they've introduced Knuckles in the last one, they do at least feel like the characters from the games. So they've gone right, okay, we're not going to try and put them put them into a recognizable world situation, and then we're going to try and play off from there. They've gone right, we're going to make a film of the games. Or a film that feels like the games, and actually, if you were playing through, or if you were watching this, you can lose yourself in the fact that there's a level very similar to that, or there's a, no, there's that type of no, there's that type of mechanic in the, in one of the games, and I think that it's something they have learned over time. And you're not just trying, you know, you're not trying to go, oh well, well we we've, we've we've got the license for Mario, but we've also got Dennis Hopper, yeah. and this like post-apocalyptic New York thing that we want to do, so we'll smush them together. This at no point does this feel like that, and same with the um, the Mario Super Show, is that that felt like it was a vehicle for 
Lou Albano and nothing else. Yeah. Whereas this is just, oh, well, we the game's awesome. People love the game. Let's give them more of that. And that same you know, that same type of humour, you know, when you've got the narrator talking over it, we're getting you know, that very cliched, very pastiche sort of um, performance you've got in those in those action shows from the eighties. And they've just the tone of it is completely perfect. They've nailed it absolutely from minute one. Yes, they they really really do. And um, again, just, just making some comparisons to those to those other kind of video game adaptions as well. It's interesting. You, know, you mentioned they're like, oh, we've got Dennis Hopper, so we're going to make this fit Dennis Hopper, right? Um, it, it, it like obviously here they. They must have started with the kernel of the idea, but then they don't scrimp on the talent either. You know, when you yeah. consider this is what did you say, nineteen ninety four, and nineteen ninety five. There you go, and you've got Dan Castellaneta in this, you've got Jim Cummings in this, you've got Charlie Adler in this. You know, yeah. these are, these are not just like jobbing actors at this point. No, this is it. You know, these are big names that they've gone for. Now, it probably yeah. helped that Earthworm Jim was quite a big video game license. It did sell gangbusters. Yes. So that probably helped quite a bit. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it, they could very easily have done exactly what you just said and gone, oh, well, we're going to make them fit these voices. Whereas actually all of those... <coughs> Um, actors and and credit to them right because with most of these particularly like Dan Castellan and Jim Cummings especially like you know what those voices sound like you you yes. you know you can as soon as I say their name you can hear it yeah. right you don't get that here they're going for something nope. to, especially Jim Cummings like yeah, if I hadn't if I hadn't known beforehand I wouldn't have picked out either voice no exactly so you know they've they've really gone for it and it's it's given them. I guess chance to to stretch their their legs a bit. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and do something and a bit again, different. Do multiple characters as well, so they get they get a chance to sort of play around a bit. Yeah, but they they didn't come in and just go right. Do what you always do. You know, you, we'll make it fit you, and, and we'll draw these characters fit you. We'll invent characters for you. They didn't do that. They they let them run with it. They picked the very talented people, the right people for the job, and let them. Yes, definitely. Just let them run with it, and the performances really are fucking excellent in this. Yeah, um, and and they. I think they're central to what I've enjoyed so much about the whole show. You know, the, the characters I know anyway because I know them from the game, and they are they are yeah. very they're very accurate. So it's, I like the characters anyway. But then to see them walking and talking, and for these these voices to fit them so well, I mean yeah. Jim especially, it is it's just phenomenal. Like he's he's a brilliant character yeah. anyway. But here they really yeah. nail it. I mean I'm. I'm a fan of the lunk-headed action hero. Like the stupider they are and the more more yeah. heroic they are, they, I I love it. That is a trope that I absolutely adore, and they do it so well here. You know, yeah, they, they do. They they absolutely nail Jim as a character, um, and and that's what carries this show more than anything for me. You know, is, is when one finishes. It's not that I like. I said, it's not that I split a seam and I enjoyed it so much. I want to watch the next one. It's more that like. Yeah, I can go on another adventure with Earthworm Jim. I can, yeah, I can do that. You know, he's he's just the right side of fucking annoying, isn't he? Like, yes. you know, like there would be, there would be a danger, I think, to push him so far into stupidity that oh yeah, that it, he would just be annoying. But they don't. They always manage to keep him just on the right side of that line, just on the right side yeah. of heroism. I mean, there's there's always the risk of turning of turning the character into Inspector Gadget. Mm. He's that fucking stupid. He's that useless. But he gets away with it because um uh Peter, isn't it? That's a puppy. Yeah, Peter Puppy, yeah. 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 Um it would be the same same thing we had with, with Brain and Inspector Gadget. He, he gets away with it because somebody else is propping him up and he would have been so tempting to do that. Because he is an agent of chaos. He does fuck things up constantly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I said it would be so easy just to go into lean completely into that and let the other characters do the heavy lifting. And I think it would have been a far worse show for that. Yeah, and I think they've again they've got that balance really, really tight, no, really tightly controlled. And I think they've they've done such a good job with it. And I think that yeah, I I don't think we'd, if they, if they'd gone any further with, it, I don't think we'd have the same conversation now. I think we'd have probably switched off after five minutes and gone fuck this. Definitely, definitely, you you would have been very annoyed. But it's, I think it's just that the rogues gallery is so good, and they you know because it's in this episodic format. It's, okay, so it is mostly Psycho because he's the main villain, but because it's this episodic format, it, you know you do get an evil the cat episode thrown in, or you'll get a Bob yeah. the goldfish episode thrown in. And those villains are all given chance to to shine as well. So yeah, it does. It you know, and as you say, you've got Peter the puppy thrown in as well. You've got occasionally you get Queen Slug for a butt and all of them thrown in there as well. So, so yes. you're not constantly being exposed to Jim's <coughs> stupidity. And eventually, yeah. he does always manage to save the day via. All right, you might be told what to do by Peter on occasion, or you might have to be led by the nose. Yeah. But it yeah. is usually Jim that saves the day. And it's not through some bumbling accident either. He will carry out a heroic act to do it. Um, yeah. Or if he doesn't, the suit will, which in itself is a character as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's quite interesting as well. That dynamic I quite like because... Again, in the in the in the game, there was the point where you could you could swing, you could pull your your head out of the suit and swing. Yeah, and, and use it like a like a uh, like a um, like a zipline. Yeah, a, and so like to to work all of that in there as well, you know, where occasionally Jim will pop out of the suit, and you realise, oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, he's a worm. <laughs> like all yeah. of this cool and stuff. There's a very is the early suit. episode where where the suit runs out of juice, mm. and he's basically a worm trying to lug this fucking thing around until he can charge it. Yeah. That's it because oh, replace the battery. I think it is, isn't that? But yeah, yeah so no, the, the the yeah again, it's one of those. It it would be an easy detail to overlook. Yeah, totally, totally. But but to make the suit its own character in that in that manner, again, just yeah. is credit to the amount of life that's been breathed into this world. Um, it like I said earlier, I, I briefly touched on it, but I do want to circle back around it because I I still think this looks fucking great. Oh, like yeah. it, the the colors all pop. They, like. All right, so much of the the layout and and the character design you you have to give credit to the video game background artists for, I think, because that's where this yeah. world kind of started. Um, yeah, but but it but all th- translates to to animation really well. Um, it, it does, and I think the renders I've seen as well, given that this show's fucking thirty years old, it doesn't look it. No, it doesn't. You, this you could easily turn your tv on now you could flick to like cartoon network or something and see this area now and i don't think you'd think it was current but you could definitely think it was early 2010s i would say um, yeah i was gonna say probably 10 15 years not fucking 30. yeah yeah definitely definitely and, and actually tonally it feels like that as well yes I, I don't think this humor flies anymore i don't think there's anything really like this now but it definitely no, but- fits in that kind of you know early 2000s cartoon network kind of mode. yeah i was gonna say it, it, it's it's not quite the, the nick model we talked about uh, the um so there's the sort of comparison with uh with ren Slimpy earlier mm. and i don't think it quite fits that but yeah certainly that cartoon network um slightly less an, uh, anarchic slightly less chaotic but still getting up there yeah um and yeah it, it's yeah it would quite easily fit i mean it did pop up um so as you mentioned it was on um channel four in this country, it was also on the children's channel as well for those of us with real or hooky ah, sky. I didn't know um, that, and I watched a lot of the children's channel. Um, yeah, I only found out when I was reading earlier. Um, it also popped up round about the early aughts on uh, Nickelodeon. Did it? 
Yeah, so they, they picked up the license at some point and they were, they were, so they were showing it intermittently. So, I mean, it's, it's done the rounds certainly here and obviously other countries. I'm not sure what their distribution was like, but I mean, it's certainly done the rounds here for quite a while. I know it was on video here for a while because I had a yeah. tape with it, but it, it, they were shocking. There was like two episodes on them and they're only like 20-odd yeah. minute episodes. They were fucking shocking. Yeah, they were, I think there were four or five um, tapes, um, right. like um, store-bought tapes. I had one. Um yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I remember seeing them in the video shop. But I remember they, as was always the thing. There, the cover art was more or less the same every time. It was a different color background. Different color. Yeah, I yeah. I remember seeing them in the, yeah, in the video shop next to the turtles one, where you had like a purple one and a green one and shit. Purple, um, green, same. blue. That's the, that. Those were the turtles ones. I can still remember now. And the image on the front of all of them was that that shot of all the turtles in the manhole cover with it yeah. vertically stood up behind them. That's the one. And you got. I think it's Mikey. You've got in the manhole, and then you've yeah. got. Three others stood around him, and, and yeah, and That's they were the just one. different colours. And it, oh man, you've unlocked yeah. a core memory there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had two. I think I had the purple and the green one, but not the blue one. I had the blue um, one. I think I had the purple one, but I, I definitely had the blue one. Um, but yeah, so but it was it was kind of the same as that. They did the same thing. They just put out a collection. But yeah, there were like two episodes, three at a push, and they were you know it was it wasn't it wasn't any sense to it. It was just like we'll chuck them on. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing I did find out uh, today um, when I was doing a bit of reading about an hour ago was that there's a re- there was a reboot planned um, as recently as 2021. Wow. Um, so the prop the property is still around, um, but as of what are we today? What date is it? Today? The 14th. As of Saturday, um, one of the writers um, made uh, was involved in a uh, AMA on uh, on Twitter and said the project's currently on hold, which is very disappointing. I mean, lots of projects are currently on. Well, they're not now, but lots of projects well, now, have it, currently been on hold. So, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't I know, worry really about that. They're not all going to come back, come straight back on, are they? No, I won't worry too much about that. I think, I think what it probably needs. I definitely think it's it, there's life in this. If they were to bring it back, as I said, yeah. I, I think tonally, it needs to change slightly because I, I, I don't think we're in this kind of zany place at the moment with with our humor there's no. nothing like this out there now nor do i think the world is ready for it um because no there's just too much horrible shit going on you know this was a simpler yeah, that's, time that's when this thing. came out um yeah. and, and i think that's the thing especially if you take that sort of that type of humor as well like i talked about the narrator earlier you got the fourth wall breaks and stuff like that and you see stuff like that is being done but in more mature content stuff like deadpool is doing that stuff like family guys doing that you, you, you don't see it in kids stuff at the moment um because you don't see 20 minute stories in kids uh, kids shows anyway no i mean you barely see stories in kids tv anymore because kids have got the attention span of a fucking goldfish now um yeah youtube's fault um, well, no, that's unfair. TikTok's fault. That's a, well, I, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, they've all been doing it for a fucking while, but uh, YouTube yeah, tends to be quite long form, though. Actually, a lot of creators. Well, well it's it's funny because I mean, this is a whole other um, this is a whole other thing. But YouTube goes it it's it kind of swings both ways because you'll have the stuff. You know, people will put stuff on there. Like you know, we we have content on there that's fucking two hours long, hmm. but you'll also have stuff that's thirty seconds. Yeah. And so, you know, people, and people will gravitate towards they gravitate to, and obviously the algorithm will pick that up over time, and they'll start. You now, if if you constantly watch videos that are 25, 30 seconds long, they're going to stop recommending the two hour bits. They're going to carry on more of the same because you're more likely to watch it rather than clicking past it. So, I think that you no, know, YouTube is a funny one because if you want it, it's there. But if you don't want it, you don't have to worry about it. Whereas I say TikTok, it's all fucking skits anyway, isn't it? Yeah, but that's and then 
that's the kind of place I think this belongs if they bring it back in its current form. It belongs on a YouTube or a TikTok, I think. It doesn't it doesn't belong on a network show. I, I think it needs work no. to come back. But then I also think whilst there's definitely life in, in Jim as a character, I think, and this is a franchise, I think what it needs, it does need an accompanying game. You know, yeah. because we need to remember that when this launched, it was a multimedia franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, and and actually, there was a reboot of the game as well back. Yeah, I want to say twenty tens ish. I remember there was a three D version of the game. It was Earthworm Jim yes, three. Yes, it was fucking um, abysmal. Yeah, I, I was reading about it. I can't remember. What it was like. I think it was called Earthworm Jim three D. It actually. was. It yeah, was with the it was that three. It was supposed to be Earthworm Jim three. So it was a big three, and then a D. That was it. Um, but it was fucking abysmal. Um, yeah. It might even be earlier than 2010. It was definitely... Oh, you know. Back in the days when everything was a fucking 3D platformer, if you had a license yep. for it. Kind of, it feels in like 2010, it was... Go on. Oh, there you go. In 2010, a remake of the original game titled Earthworm Jim HD was released on PlayStation Network, PS3, Xbox Live for 360. The game was very similar to the original, but it had redone smooth graphics and a new multiplayer levels. In 2018, Earthworm Jim was removed from both stores. In 2019, a new game was announced as an exclusive release for Intellivision Amico that will be developed by the original team from the 90s, set to be relaunched at some time in the 2020s. There you go. So you tie that in to the TV show and you got something. Yeah. So and, and, yeah, definitely, and I, I think that no, there's there's definitely um, definitely scope for that. Yeah, it, it's interesting because it, just before you actually came through with those dates, there, I was, I was literally just about to say I don't know the date exactly, but it just feels like it would have been one of those fucking really turgid PlayStation Three <laughs> third party yeah. action platform because everything was a fucking three D action platformer on the on the PlayStation yeah. Three. It was fucking a the library on that console is fucking atrocious. Um, there was some shovelware, bits, but yeah, by and large, it didn't age well. Yeah, just shovelware everywhere. And unfortunately, Earthworm Jim 3 was part of that pile of shit, basically. Um, I, it, I think it, this is one of those things where it's not that it can't be 3D, because I think anything can work as long as you put enough, as long as you put enough effort into it. Like you can put anything in 2D or 3D. It's just a change in art style and an extra dimension you're running into the screen rather yeah. than away. But I think so much of the charm in Earthworm Jim is is that pixel animation in the games, which yeah. which looks like cell animation, and then that yeah. that transposition onto the screen. That's what makes it what it is. Like I said, there's so much yeah. character in Jim before he even opens his mouth. Just the big fucking googly eyes on top of his tiny little wormy head sticking out with a muscly yes. body tells you everything yeah. you need to know about that character. You know? Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this um, a couple of times recently. We talked about it with um, the the CGI version of Dennis and Nasha um, last week on, on Who Wins. And when we were talking about Scooby-Doo um, in the live action Roger Gosnell films, the yeah the technology no the technology is fine and it moves things along and we you know we do get different things and yes there, there is this drive towards making things even animate things appear more realistic that's fine but I think it would be the same here if you tried to make this three D and you tried to make it CGI and you, you tried to make it fit what you know, what is currently done you know, and the way it's it's done, it's done you know in, in sort of modern um, modern techniques it won't have the same effect because it will Jim will look like those fucking characters from Worms yeah in that nineties PlayStation PS one game. Because the way, no, okay, the way, he's, the way he moves will be a lot more sophisticated than it was in those, but the look will still be the same because you don't have those thick black lines. You don't have the the definition they, they give you. So then 
when when he emotes something with his face, his mouth will get big. But because you don't have the lines to define it, it's not gonna. It's just not. It's not gonna work in the same way. You're not gonna be able to pick out what's going on as easily. And I think part of the thing with Jim is he's so expressive with his face, especially you know, because because you know, basically he's eyes and a mouth. Yeah. So you know, there's so much expression in those. You lose so much of his character if you then try if you try to do a different style. Yes, I agree. You 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 lose all of that that instant communication, and it's just. I'm, this is going to turn into a rant about the death cell animation if we're not careful but there's, there's just so much love and attention and character that can come through in that um yeah. that, that you lose when you when you just transpose so you know you have to look for different ways to get that over then then it's yeah. about attention to the minute detail it's a little bit like the difference between stage and film to be honest um, yes. you, you know when, when you're working in that 3d textured environment you, you need to make sure every detail is absolutely perfect otherwise we get yeah. the uncanny valley um yeah. But yeah, so it so it looks great. I think we haven't really talked um surprisingly because I thought I'd get on to this very early on um as well but we've you know we're 40 some odd minutes in and we haven't talked about Princess what's her name yet. Um mm. who's a fucking brilliant character especially for yeah. the early 90s. Yes. Like and 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 so easy to to mishandle, I think. And they don't. Like they don't they don't use it too often. But when they no. do um, she's she ends up a damsel in distress usually, but she's fully capable of handling yeah. herself. Um, yeah, and I think the danger would have been to turn her into um, what they did with um, Daisy in the Super Mario Super Show. Yeah. The temptation would have been there, whereas actually they use um, Princess What's Her Name very sparingly. Mm. Um, and yeah, when no, I think the, it's the the very first episode actually. Um, they, they're off on a thing to save her. By the time they get there, she's already fucking rescued herself. She's done herself. it. Yeah, she's she's fucking brilliant. She's absolutely and brilliant. Like, no, that again, you that's not something you had in in the early nineties. That's no, that's no. no. The temptation, I said, the temptation would have been to turn her into a into a Peter or a Daisy or into a into a Daphne and so make her a damsel in distress, make her get rescued because then that gives the hero something to do and it gives her to hang the episode on. But actually, you give him this quest. He's got to go and save her. I, I can't remember in that one. I think it was um, uh, Queen Slug for a butt. Um, I think she had a, and yeah, it was like you know, this whole quest of going to rescue her. And by the time they get there, like, the fuck have you been? Yeah, and it, and again, it just it supports Jim as our archetypal hero as well, and it supports his character of like, yes, he is a bit fucking thick. We know that, but ultimately, he does the right thing. He comes in as a hero. It's just that she's far more competent, so she's yeah. she doesn't need this fucking worm in a spacesuit to come and save her. And it, they get yeah. that over really well without laboring the point, you know, and, yes. and and all of that, you know, which which we've seen so much in recent years, um, you know. <laughs> People really badly mishandle this as a trope at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but yeah, people really badly mishandle this kind of strong, independent superheroine. Almost um, Marvel yeah. are really bad for it. Really, really bad. Like mm. the the whole point is that they shouldn't be different to our male lead. They need to be equally as competent. Yeah. They don't need to be super competent just yeah. to compensate and and she's not like she she is just a competent action hero she manages yeah. to get herself out all the time it's just that jim is thick as two short planks um and, and you know yeah. even down to the the whole 
I mean, it, it may literally be because somebody couldn't think of a name that fits, but just the throwaway name of it as well. Princess, what's yeah. her name? Like, she's like, what, what are we going to call her? I don't know. It's not important, is it? She's just there. Yeah. <laughs> like, princess, what's her name? We need a princess. She needs to be kick-ass. Yeah. Princess, what's her name? That'll do. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, no, and, and then it's you know, far more memorable than making her a daisy or a peach or whatever. Totally. Because, yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 it stands out. And it's just the same with um, Press Muggy Fred. What do we call him? He looks cool, but he's weird. What are we, what are we going to call him? Some sort of monkey pun. No, fuck it, I can't be asked. Professor Monkey Fred. People will remember that a lot no, a lot quicker than calling him Dr. Kong or whatever the fuck they wanted you know, to to make it stand out. And you're right, and, and, yeah. You, know, it, you really do, don't you? Like, you can remember these... Like, Queen Slug for a bit is another one. Like, look, yeah. what are we going to call it? You could have some weird kind of, like, xenomorph-sounding name or make her some weird yeah, or some some, some play on the Latin or, yeah. species name, yeah. No, no she's got a slug for a bit, so she can be Queen Slug for a bit. Bob the Evil Goldfish. <laughs> like, yeah. It just... Ron, Ron Seal Villains, I love it. You, excellent, right? And And... There's something really endearing about that. It's almost like they've wandered straight off an Austin Powers set. They they just oh yeah, completely. you know what I mean. Like they, they're such a pastiche of a supervillain, but yeah. by giving them these names, they again they just kind of bring it to that level where they ground it. They're like, yeah, we know it's fucking stupid, so we're yeah. not going to pretend it's not. We'll just call it what it is. She's got a slug for yeah. a butt. She's queen slug for a butt. You know she. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. All of this characterization is absolutely brilliant. Again, the the one that always strikes me as weird and that I can't quite, I just can't quite make peace with, even though he's brilliant, is Psycho. Um, yeah, because he feels like he doesn't fit. And he's a great character. He really yeah. is. He just, does, he just doesn't fit with the rest of these. Um, yeah. And I think the the one I just, uh, the episode I was just watching before we came on was um, uh, he the, the interstitial in the middle. Um that was that was him. He was he was doing the PSA about um, if you know anybody with 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 this um, this really bad disease called superheroism, <laughs> and how you counter it. And yeah, it just it just comes. Across, yes, it's stupid. And the only um, the character is brilliant, but the only the only problem I said is the na- because of the naming convention of everything else that doesn't fit. Yeah, you know, Peter Puppy. It's literally he's Peter and he's a puppy. Earthworm Jim is an earthworm called Jim. Every every part of it fits apart from Psycho. Yeah, and and it's it almost makes him feel like he belongs more in something like He Man. You know, he's he's almost yeah. like a skeletal level of villain where there's been thought put into it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like he's he's got too much character almost for yeah. for Earthworm Jim to to sit amongst the slug for a butts and, and and all of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, but he's the only one that that kind of doesn't doesn't ring true me the rest of them i like you say they're ron seal yeah. villains um i mentioned earlier you know evil the cat is is the one for me i think he's absolutely fucking yeah. brilliant um, and any cat owner will look at that and go yeah yeah completely completely very well observed because i can look at just look at him and just go yep yeah, i i know this motherfucker like, <laughs> i see him every day and he's normally making my life hell i absolutely know this motherfucker um yeah and again, you know, the conventions they use with him when he's in an episode, like, yeah, he's an evil mastermind. He's got those fucking razor sharp teeth and claws. But if he sees a dog, yeah, he's off because he's still a fucking cat at the end of the day. Yeah. So so they pitch it really, really well. Um, I, I just really had a good time with this. I, I don't think yeah. it's brilliant. I, I really don't. I, I think it's... It didn't need to be, though. No, I think it uh, I, I think it does exactly what it needs to do. Like we said, I, I yeah. think it's adequate. It's certainly a very good video game tie-in for the period. 
probably the best that we've certainly we've looked at on this show. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's certainly better than Sonic. Certainly better than the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Um, I've I'll forever have a soft spot for Captain N. Yeah, but I think too, this is a I better show. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I prefer well, we did Captain, Captain N last year, didn't yeah. we? And I, I, I mean, maybe yeah, I'm understand. We did Captain N last before. year. I think that was the year before. Fuck, it might be. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed that, and I remembered a lot of the um, a lot of the the the, um, the, char- the characters and the, and the sort of the, the story of that as well. So I really enjoyed that. But this one, yeah, apart from thinking, actually, after about two episodes, my brain was fried because there was so much going on. I came at this going, all right, well, okay, well, I'll put it on. And actually, I've come away going, you know what? There's only 23 episodes. I think I've watched about eight. Yeah. I might just finish it off, to be honest, because I can stick, no, stick one on my, on, on my phone when I'm cooking. Yeah, it's... You know, or, you know, I, you know, if, I'm, if I'm sat on my lunch and there's fuck all else on, I can stick that on, no, stick that on YouTube. And I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not missing out on anything else. And I'm actually going to enjoy myself. It's an easy watch, isn't it? That's the thing. Definitely. It's a very easy watch. Um, and I think, unlike those other shows as well, like well, maybe Captain N aside, I don't know, maybe maybe Captain N you can show to somebody that doesn't really have any baggage with those games because I yeah. think it does explain itself very well. But like yeah. Sonic and Mario, like I think if you show those to people who, who don't know those characters, I mean, as if they were kids out there don't know those characters, right? But theoretically... Yeah. I don't know what value you'd get from them other than the brand yeah. recognition of, oh, this is Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yeah. Um, but I think you could – and they probably are. Like, I, I'd wager your kids don't know who Earthworm Jim is, for instance. There, there probably are kids out there today that have no idea. And if you showed them a picture of Earthworm Jim, they wouldn't even know where to start. They're like, I don't know, right? Whereas our generation, I think, could could pick him out of a lineup, right? Yeah, probably. But I think you could sit them down in front of this, and if they're the right age – like they oh, number two would lap this up exactly right this i think this still works for kind of yeah pre-teen and early teenage boys i think this will still work all day long i think they'll still yeah. absolutely take this like a yeah. like a silly comedy superhero show yeah they'll absolutely take it um and, and i think that's you know that's credit to everyone involved to the talent involved to the level of you know commitment they put into this because there are shows of this era that are very specifically trying to stand on their own two feet and you know some of them are trying to break new ground that we've looked at as well which are absolutely fucking abysmal and we couldn't even get through a few episodes so to be able to say i think that you know you could take what is essentially a tying cartoon to a video game and stick it down in front of a you know 10 to 12 year old today and let them watch it and they'd have a great time i think is oh god that's yeah. that's pretty good going isn't it um, yeah and i think i mean there's a benefit as well i mean if you, you put something of a similar sort of age that's grounded you said no even if you put something like rugrats in front of kids mm. um i don't know where issues with rugrats but think because it's based on earth and it's, it's in a home and it's an environment people will recognize People recognize you know, the TVs are fucking nine foot thick, and the phone is attached to the wall and with a cable. So, so they they find it hard to identify with it because this is completely removed from any reality anyway. Mm. They don't know. They don't need to suspend disbelief. And go, oh well, what's that thing they're talking into? Oh, that's what a phone used to look like before it was you know, a little thing with a screen on it. And because that that baggage isn't there, I think it's easier to to take this on. And I mean, I I'm convinced if I put this on the TV um, with number two in the room. He wouldn't look away. 
I'm pretty. Uh, for yeah, a, I reckon a good you're right. Fifteen minutes, and then you go, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I, I reckon you're right. I reckon this will still captivate teenage boys. And again, that's why I think you know, with, with a multimedia brand relaunch, um, yeah. you know, I think if there were toys and there's a comic, there used to be a fucking comic as well. Do you remember the comic? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I remember reading the comic as well. So, so if they, you know, if there was they, loads of merch that went with this. Oh, um, tons, tons. Earthworm Jim was fucking everywhere for a hot minute. It was only for like yeah. a couple of years. It's only like two, three years, yeah. but he was fucking. There everywhere. were action figures as well. I remember having. Um, I remember having um, an Earthworm Jim, and I think he was a Psycho. I don't um, remember those. Yeah, they, they were only sort of, no, four or five, uh, four or five inch figures, and they weren't. No, they weren't particularly good either. Mm. I think you could you could move their arms, but they weren't like action poseable or anything. But um, yeah, no, they they had a line of those. Um, I said, no, they they went out of their way to get this shit out there. Yeah, I, and and it's you know because it works so well for that. I think, like I said, it it works at that teenage boy level. It would still work at that level um, yeah. because they, like I say, if if you wanted to relaunch this now and relaunch it at us, which is probably the you know the road they would go down. Yeah. I think it has to evolve. But I think if you just want to go back for that. Prepubescent boy market, essentially, like just you know the early tweens. Just yeah, more of the same will do it. And certainly, yeah. like you say, you could probably pick up these original ones. They're all available on streaming, incidentally. Um, so you can pick these up and put them in front of kids, and yeah, they'll lap them up. I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's always a good benchmark for this show. You know, we we always kind of wrap up by saying, you know, would we recommend people go back and watch it? And I think this is one of the few occasions where we can say, like, not only would I recommend, yes, it's worth going back and having a look at it if you had love for it. I would say, yes, it's worth introducing new people to as well, providing yeah, they're of the right age. You know, if you're... Or mentality. Or mentality, yeah. But if in general you're a relatively <coughs> sensible middle-aged person and you've never seen this, no, if you watch it now, it's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Um, but you stick it... You know, you stick your kids down in front of it and they'll fucking love it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, number two would number one, not so much. Again, though, it's it's squarely aimed at boys, isn't it? There's no two yeah. ways about it. Like, as much as we can say that, you know, we think Princess What's-Her-Name is, is, is quite a progressive character, and she is, and she is a good role model for girls as well. Like, this is... Everything about this is squarely aimed at fucking Absolutely. gross teenage boys. <laughs> yeah. No two ways and about to it. To be fair, no, number one is no ten going on middle aged anyway. There you go. So ticks all his boxes, right? Yeah. Uh, tick, sorry, so, no, yeah. doesn't tick all her boxes. Doesn't tick all. Ticks boxes, all number yeah. two's boxes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think that I've got much else to say about this. I, mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, what I saw of this, and that's you know, it's been a pretty hectic couple of weeks and actually you know, getting the time so yeah I can sit down I stick these on I, no I, I, I had one on when I was cooking earlier I had a couple on lunchtime um, yesterday and yeah it just it's it's completely inoffensive it's completely harmless it's completely throwaway and you can just stick it on and not no you don't go overthink anything but it's just a good time to watch and I know I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it and the only disappointment I have and I've had this some no, occasionally in the past but not that often is that I, I was disappointed that with myself that I didn't actually get through more of it because I had the opportunity given the fact we were probably a month removed from when we should have watched it mm. um, no, the, the opportunity was there to pick up those extra dozen or so episodes that I didn't see it's interesting there because you mentioned there um, that it's, it's inoffensive and it is doesn't doesn't offend anyone um, and, and I think that's actually whether this is a good thing or a bad thing or not, again, comes down to personal taste. 
But I think that's actually what this is missing to fit into today's society. I think we have become more hard-edged now. And, and, you know, for this to work today, you would look for it to be slightly more adult and to be yeah. slightly more taboo. And this isn't. Yeah. It's it's perfectly innocent. You know, there's the odd fnaf fnaf, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but nothing yeah. nothing that you could consider offensive or nothing <coughs> particularly blatant. Um, it, it, you're right. It is just a good time. I've um, Most of the episodes I've watched, I've watched while running because um, I, I like to watch just mm mindlessly entertaining things when I'm running because it takes my mind off the fact that I'm actually exercising which I hate doing um, but I continue to do because I'm an idiot um, so what I do is I watch telly um, and I've watched quite a bit of this while I've been doing it and yeah it's, it's mm. I've had a great time doing it you know I've, I've enjoyed watching it I probably will watch more I don't know that I'll watch all 20 odd episodes um, but I will come back to it and I will watch more because it's it's easy you, you just let it wash over you. Um, we haven't talked about the theme tune other than me saying it's, it's fucking ace. It really is That's a fucking, fucking banger awesome. of a theme tune. And it was the, even the, like, I I know more about the game than the cartoon. I think it's fair to say, right? And generally when you say Earthworm Jim, I don't think of the cartoon. I think of the game. But actually- I think of the song. Yeah. That, actually, the first thing I think of is Earthworm Jim. He's such a groovy guy. Like they nailed that theme tune. Yeah. One hand, and again, and the, fits the biggest the problem the I show, have with totally. the theme tune, yeah, it, it does fit the theme, uh, the, the sort of tone perfectly. The pro- biggest problem I'm going to have is cutting this episode together and actually being able to cut through the song because I want to play the whole fucking thing. Yeah, being there, done that. It's, it's hard, isn't it? When you've got a real banger of a theme tune, you just listen to it and yeah. you're like, I just want to play it all. I, th- I know I've done it once and I think it might have been Cities of Gold. I remember yeah, cutting I mean, the, one the, episode together and saying, no, absolutely not. We have to play the yeah. whole thing. I think the problem is the, th- the, th- the opening theme for this is like a minute. It is, yeah. It is quite long. Um, but it, it's a great theme tune. I always love a theme tune. Like we've, we've talked about this, I don't know how many times, but I love a yeah. theme tune where you get the whole prologue in the theme tune. And, yeah. and this absolutely does that, but it does it in that kind of comedy pastiche manner as well, where you get the whole yes. backstory of who he is and like, it's brilliant. It's just so, so good. And it's it's so overblown and over the top, just like the show. It yes, sets its all out perfectly. And it's catchy. It is a it is an earworm, yes. no pun intended, but it is like one again, it's one of those songs that you don't necessarily have to even mention the show to me. It's just lived in my head in for there. the last thirty odd years, rent free. Yeah, same. It's just absolutely there. the same. Um, so yeah, again, another one that didn't feature on our best theme songs, and I'm kicking myself that it didn't because yeah. I think it'd have had a fit. I mean, it wouldn't have cracked the the top tier, I don't think, but it'd have got pretty. No, fucking but I close. think it would have had a, it. Would, it'd have given a good go, I think, because we 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 limited the stuff we'd already done, didn't we? So we hadn't mm. done obviously we hadn't done this episode, so we couldn't include it. But uh, yeah, maybe if we hit episode two hundred, we do the second best <laughs> theme song, and yeah. maybe we pit those two against each other. Well, that's that's only what twelve months away. Jesus, really? What says one, two, five, something like that? So yeah, we're not far off. Wow. Two, two a month. Okay, yeah. So no, a year after. Yeah. Okay, listeners. So start writing in now. If you've got a theme tune <laughs> yeah. that you want in contention for best theme tune ever, number two, um, yeah. we need to look at the show first for it to qualify. So yeah, let us know. And- Hopefully not do what we did last time and cram in all these extra episodes just to get them on the uh, Yeah, yeah, we were pretty silly about it last time, weren't we? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's another peek behind the curtain for people. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I, I think I've, I've sort of done this to death. I think that for me, it was a, it was a great time, and I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, I won't necessarily go back to them straight away because we've got other shit to watch, and I've got actual work to do and stuff now as well. But um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try and pick up the remaining sort of dozen episodes I haven't seen yet, and uh, and sort of go through those at some point as well. But yeah, I'd love to know what people think. I mean, I, I mentioned it to. Um, to the wife earlier on that we were doing this because she you know, occasionally asked what we're up to and pretend she cares. Um, and when I said this, she her little face, I used to love that. I used to play it on, uh, on whatever it was that her brother had. Um, and she um, she relayed that somebody in her sixth form college, um, when they, it came up, suggested that she looked a bit like Earthworm Jim, so her cousin beat the living fuck out of them. <laughs> How does she I look I, like I, I, I don't know. I've, I had no more context than that, other than somebody <laughs> said that. So her cousin, who was sat about three feet away from, beat the living fuck out of this kid. <laughs> that is not where I thought that story was going. When you started saying college, and we were talking about Earthworm Jim, I thought we were in for a wild ride there for a moment. No, no. Um, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed, but also not because of the absurdity. Of- <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. I was, that was yeah. I was not expecting those words to come out of her mouth. I wasn't expecting that story, but yeah. So um, yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's something that's been that's it's been around for 30, 30 years, and people um, people still remember it very fondly. And those the conversations I've had this week and last week about it, and where people have again asked what we're up to. And oh, I remember that. And again, first thing remembers the theme tune, or they remember um, there's an image in the theme song where you've got Psycho next to the, the no, he's pointing yes, at the words yes, that they like yes, up. With his, I, I can see that and, in my head before we and, watched and the show again, as well. that was no, that was the first thing that, you know, oh, just with the crow pointing at the words. I was like, yeah, yeah, again. So it's, it, it's there. Um, yeah. I'd love to know what people think. I'd love to know what people's recollections of the show are, because I mean, for, I mean, clearly for us, it's something that we've really enjoyed at the time. It's something we've really enjoyed going back to. So I'd love to know what people's thoughts are now. Um, as always, get in touch uh, on Twitter at SMPDpod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our other episodes of this show and our pre- other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcasts from, subscribe, leave a message, read back to as best we can. Until next time, go Ruby! Ruby!